welcome to another episode of Practical Magic Musings, the podcast where you get rituals and wisdom to live your most magical life with me, your host, Cassandra Bodzak. I am super excited for this episode because I feel like at one point or another in our life, and probably multiple points if we're really honest with ourselves, we always come to this point where maybe we've been on our spiritual journey, we're learning to tap into our intuition. Um, and we feel like we had a knowing about something. We feel like all of the signs pointed us one way and we were so sure about this thing. We felt so intuitively guided and then it doesn't happen or, you know, the relationship ends and you thought you were going to get married or you thought you were going to get the house and the house doesn't go through or you for sure thought this work project was going to kick off and we feel betrayed. We feel backstabbed by our own intuition. And I've coached a lot of my clients and my mastermind and practical magic trainees through this moment because I do believe it is an initiation and a rite of passage and something that we all go through to really reclaim our relationship and the truth about our intuition and a deeper faith. And I'm excited to dive deep into it with you in this episode. But first... As always, I want to kick it off with reading one of our incredible five-star reviews. And today actually comes from one of my clients, Sarah Kuchera. Kuchera. I'm Sarah, forgive me. Um, so Sarah is actually an, an author. Um, and in our time working together, she published a beautiful book called The Ayurvedic Guide to Self-Care. So you can check out her book. She's fantastic. Um, her review says, it's no surprise that this podcast is as authentic and inspiring as Cassandra herself. There's so much quality content in these episodes to help you evolve personally and professionally with the best combo of all things practical and magical. Thank you, Sarah. And for those of you who are curious about Ayurveda and her book, um, she spells Sarah with an H and then her last name is K-U-C-E-R-A. So I'll give her a little shout out. She has an incredible um an incredible book, and she's just fabulous. I love her. It's been a pleasure to be her coach. Um, so let's dive into intuition. So we just did an episode talking about how we can really amplify our intuition and connect to it deeper, and I feel like it goes hand in hand with this because at some point or another, we're going to come to a crossroads, and what's going to happen is something something's going to happen and we're going to feel like our intuition lied to us. And I love it when I get I usually get this call. You know, this is when someone books a breakthrough session with me or when one of my clients sends me an email or requests an extra session or something because they're like, "I don't get it, Cass. Like I knew you know, recently one of my clients had something that was going on, a really important pivotal life moment for her that she was taking steps towards and she kept on seeing all these signs and feeling the peace and had this inner knowing in her meditations that everything was happening. And 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 then when it came time for the moment, it didn't happen. And she really struggled with losing her faith around it. And I've had this experience too. And I'll share with you some of the stories in my life where I've really had this experience and it shook me. Um, but before I even dive into that story, 
I want to share with you just some some practical spiritual concepts that I think are really important to sit with during this time. And so the, the first one is that we don't always know what's in our highest good. And this is a concept that I learned through A Course in Miracles, um, but I'm sure it's a spiritual concept in a lot of spiritual paths, that we sometimes assume with our consciousness and our mind that we know what is the highest and best and, you know, what's exactly right for us. And so we get this idea in our head that this is for our highest good um, and, and we walk towards it. And sometimes when we're truly living the spiritual path and we're truly doing the work, when we're meditating, when we're praying, when we're giving it up to our higher power, giving it up to God, our intuition, our soul, to allow things to unfold in the way that is for the ultimate highest good, not only the highest good of our life, but the highest good of everyone around us, the highest good of our soul's evolution. Sometimes the shiny object or the thing that we think we want in the timing we think it needs to happen, and that's a big factor in this, is timing, right? The timing that we think it needs to happen um, is just simply not it it's not the it's not the ultimate best case scenario which trust me i know if you're listening to this and you're like in the thick of this experience you're like well f f that cast come on this was supposed to happen now i don't have uh i don't have another hundred years come on i'm ready for this to happen yesterday trust me i'm like one of the most impatient people you might meet i want everything happening yesterday so trust me i have done mega 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 push-ups around this um particular lesson (laughs) and so so the other thing that i want to consider the other thing that came through to me when i was going through this um is that i realized that sometimes you need to think that something's gonna happen it's almost like your angels your guides your intuition your soul your higher power need to lure you down a certain pathway for other purposes, for your highest good, but with the carrot dangling that maybe this thing is going to happen, right? Because if you knew that the book wasn't going to get published, maybe you wouldn't have written the book, which led to you teaching this whole thing, which led to a whole training, which led to you ultimately publishing the book in a different way a few years later or something, right? Um, If you knew that that, person wasn't going to end up being your soulmate, wasn't going to end up being your forever husband or life partner, then maybe you would have ended it on the second date instead of learning all the valuable lessons that you learned with them for the two years you guys were together. And you would have discounted all of that learning because the ultimate end goal wasn't what you wanted, but your soul and your guides and your higher power um, and your, you know, the people on the other side that are looking out for you and your, you know, your guidance system is not, is not outcome oriented in that way. Here on earth, all of us are very outcome oriented. We're like, oh, am I going to marry him? Okay, no, then I don't want to go on a second date. (laughs) And, you know, is that book going to become a New York Times bestseller? Okay, well, maybe I shouldn't even write it if it's not. Um, Is this training going to lead me to becoming a millionaire? Uh, Maybe not. So maybe I shouldn't take it, right? We're so outcome oriented that we don't often acknowledge the learnings that we need as part of the journey. And I firmly believe that, you know, our higher power, our 
our soul, our, our guides, our angels, you know, all of those beautiful forces that help us and guide us know what's in the highest good for our ultimate journey. So for instance, you know, maybe you take this job thinking like, oh, this is finally my dream job. I got my dream job. And the purpose of that job was actually not for you to end up there. The purpose of that job was to help you, you know, meet someone that becomes one of your best friends. And then you transition out of that job in two years and move to something else that is a better job for you, right? Maybe the purpose you think, the purpose of you going, you know, on this, you know, networking cruise for your business or whatever is for you to get the investor that you need for your business. But actually, you're going to meet your next boyfriend on it, right? And so oftentimes, like, we we don't know what what the outcome is. And when we think in terms of our intuitive breadcrumbs, we should be thinking in terms of what is just the next step in the pathway? What is the next, you know, where where am I being led down? And not always assuming that if we're being led a certain way, that's because that's going to be the end-all, be-all answer to that specific thing. And oftentimes, like I said, it's not linear. That was one of the other things that we talked about in a recent episode, is that it's not always linear. You can have the intuitive nudges to keep on dating someone or be in a relationship with someone because there's growth there, because there's joy there in the journey, because there's things you need to learn or things you need to do with that person or people you need to meet through that person and have that not be your forever person and have it not be a mistake. You know, um, you might need to go through some sort of training or some sort of journey to get somewhere and you know, actually, let's let's break down. Let's go. So that was my first uh, my first questioning about my intuition. Right? Was I spent the first half of my life a thousand percent sure that my destiny was to be an actress? When I tell you there there was there was not an ounce of questioning around being an actress since about the sixth grade. I remember I remember I was watching Ally McBeal. And I came down and I told my parents, I want to be Calista Flockhart. I want to be an actress. I want to be able to make people laugh and play this role and, you know, be on TV. And, you know, I was in the sixth grade. My parents were like, okay, like, don't you want to be a lawyer? <laughs> She's a lawyer in Allie McBeal, right? Maybe that's what you want. I'm like, no, guys, I want to be an actress. Sorry. Um, and I was, like, convinced. I was, there was nothing truer in my heart and in my soul at that point in my life. And so I did all of, um, you know, I, I did the school plays. I started acting in student films. I built up a reel. I got an agent. I'm telling you, this is like middle school I started. So I was doing independent films. I was doing, I was in like every play, every musical, was taking uh, voice lessons and acting lessons on the side. I was going after it. And same thing, when I was in high school, did the same thing. Was, again, dead sure. This was my path. This is what I was made for. Um, like so clear, so focused, so energized towards it. I ended up going to college, got my BFA in acting, um, auditioned for and got selected for a very small 13-person acting program, um, at the University of Connecticut that had like a conservatory, um, the, the Connecticut Repertory Theater. And, um, 
And I was, that was it. Even all throughout college, dead, dead convinced this was my path, um, was, you know, going back, filming commercials, doing TV work, film work all throughout college. And then after I graduated, it wasn't until my dark night of the soul moment, that moment when my brother got, um, got diagnosed and I really started hit my knees and started focusing on my joy and, and meditating and going on my spiritual path that I started thinking that maybe there were other things that would make me happy, that would bring me joy. And I remember after I filmed The Taste and I was on TV and I had my first health coaching clients and my blog was, you know, I'd been doing my blog for for a while by that point, probably for about like five, six years at that point, but I never thought of it as a business, was finally really becoming a business um, where I was like, well, how could I have been wrong? How could that so sure feeling have been so wrong for so many years. How is that even possible? Right? And and I really sat with it. I meditated meditated with it. I journaled with it. And I felt there was a part of me that felt like, did I waste all this time? Did I waste all this time thinking that my destiny was one thing? And being led astray by my intuition, which I wouldn't have called my intuition when I was that young, but it was your intuition, right? It was like the compulsion of your soul and your heart. It was what I was being drawn towards and magnetized towards for all those years. That's your intuition, right? And so what I realized in that moment through prayer and through meditation was that I needed to learn every single thing. For those of you watching me on YouTube right now, for those of you listening on the podcast, all of the tools that I learned from that deep, deep desire to be an actress for so many years allowed me to have the tools to share my message, to create a business the way I did, um, in the way I did, and be successful with TV, with video, with using my voice, with doing speaking engagements. I have no fear of public speaking. I love giving talks to thousands of people, and that's from being on stage. I'm at home on stage. I feel like my best, truest, most authentic self on camera and on a stage. That is when I come alive. And that was what my intuition was trying to tell me all those years of acting, right? And if I didn't spend all those years getting good on camera, learning camera techniques, learning how to be natural on camera, learning vocal techniques, working on my voice, getting comfortable being in front of people, knowing how to get elicit, you know, an emotional reaction, um, doing all of those things made it so effortless to transition to being a more public figure around spirituality and wellness, right? Because once I got the components of spirituality and wellness and getting really clear on this is what I want to use my voice for, this is what I want to use my presence for, then it was like I already already had those tools. I was already an expert in that. And it wasn't until, you know, I was on TV with a bunch of chefs and and I, you know, was working with other people, you know, that I realized that it wasn't as easy for other people to be on TV. It wasn't as easy for other people to speak um, in front of crowds. And that's the reason, right? Or I don't know how to say reason, but yeah. But but that was the purpose, right? There was a purpose. And so just like I was I was mentioning before, sometimes if I had known, if you would have told me maybe at age 12 
hey, you're going to end up being a self-help author and um, a podcast host and you'll do a bunch of um, videos around wellness and meditation. You're going to write a bunch of books. I could have had a, gone a whole different path, right? And maybe I wouldn't have developed the skills that I developed from focusing on acting. And so a lot of times when we, you know, I think this happens, especially a lot of the women I work with um, are transitioning from a corporate job and moving into their running their own business. And they often wonder, oh my God, did I waste all this time in a corporate job? Like, where was my intuition? Like, I felt that like that's what I had to do or whatnot, right? And sometimes it's like, okay, maybe your intuition was telling you the whole time that you weren't supposed to be there and you were ignoring it. But sometimes your intuition was, like I said, like there was no question for me. There was not like I was ignoring the truth of who I was all those years. I was so in alignment when I was acting. Um, and some of you might have been so in alignment when you were doing your corporate job or whatever you were doing, you know, and you needed those skills. And some of the best small business owners I know come from corporate America because they learned so many great organizational skills about how to run a business, about the back end, about all this stuff. And like the easy part was them showing up for clients and the other stuff they're so grateful they have because they're already used to instituting those systems for other people, right? So both of those scenarios kind of remind you that oftentimes we don't know the training that we're getting in any moment and our intuition is actually leading us to gather the skills that we're going to need for the next level of our life, for the next evolution. Um, and yet, and yet we, because it's not so black and white, because it's not so linear, we think, oh, well, that was leading me to a dead end. But actually, it was the training course so that when the thing that you were supposed to show up and do came, you already had all these skills. You're already like a ninja, right? I was a ninja by the time they gave me the mic because I was like, oh my God, I get to talk about what I want. Watch out, you know? <laughs> and, and so to this day, I'm so grateful for that part of my journey. It was, it was on point. So the other um, common scenario around this is, when you feel certain about someone and then you guys break up or they're not the right person, right? Or, um, you know, let's let's talk about that one before we talk about the, 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 the other scenario, right? I'm trying to hit a bunch of different angles so that um, you can hear yourself in this, right? And you can hear the scenario in right now in this. So a common story. I met a guy about three years ago now, three, yeah, three, four years ago now, when I first moved out to California and we dated, you know, we were friends for a little bit. We started dating and I remember about a month into dating him, we were out on a date and talking and I felt like I saw my future child above his head. And this was not like, this was not something that ever happened for me before with anyone. This was like so out of the blue. And it was like, it was this alarming, right? We we're just like out to dinner at this like restaurant on Main Street in Santa Monica. We're talking about something. And it was like this picture of this like little boy above his head. And I was like completely freaked out. Um, and then tried to like not say anything about it. But I remember being like, oh, wow, like this is the guy. Like this is my husband. 
And, you know, I didn't say anything to him right away. We were pretty serious pretty fast because we had been friends. So once we crossed that line, it was like both of us kind of knew we were, you know, going into full-on relationship territory. There wasn't um, – we didn't have any of that kind of like hoopla back and forth dating stuff. It was like insta-boyfriend. Um, we were in it. And so early on in the relationship, we posted into this this dynamic of – pretty much like we're husband and wife, we're gonna like, this is it. We both felt really sure that like, this was like, we we were gonna go the distance that we were meant to be. We were really comfortable with each other. We didn't have fights about any, like you didn't have a lot of fights. Like everything about it was different for me than uh, a lot of my previous relationships. And it just felt so comfortable. I felt so sure. Um, that this was the guy. So I'm, you know, living in bliss. And about two years into the relationship, we're talking about getting engaged and um and and all of the all of the that kind of stuff. And I had a moment where I got really upset about something about you know kind of one of the things he said in the conversation and it was you know it was just like a it was like a timeline thing and and money and and whatnot and we had our like a little probably like one of our one of our sorry about that I just hit the mic (laughs) um we had one of our first little spats and I remember the next day he came over and he was like I think that this is done I actually don't think anymore that this that you know we're gonna get married and I I don't think that you know you're you're my person and whatnot and anyway it was a very devastating it was not only was it devastating but it felt so out of the blue it felt like one day everything was perfect we're on course like this is my human we're doing this and then the next day it was gone and I remember him leaving that day and I, I cried hysterically. I did not keep my pride about it. I mean, I said everything that was on my heart in that moment. I did not play it cool by any means. I just, I told him my truth and I was like, I'm so confused. Like, what do you mean? Like, no, like you're like, we're each other's person. Like what's going on? Like we have one disagreement about that and we can't figure it out or whatever. But he was done. And honestly, like, we've barely ever spoken since that day. And it's been a while now. Um, And so how crazy for me was it that we would go from being that close to, in my head, spending forever together, and then not talking to each other ever again. And I remember that day being in such denial. For the next few days, I was in a lot of denial, which happens, right? When we feel like we're intuitively like so sure about something and then it goes awry and I was in such denial and then once the denial subsided and I had not heard from him and there was no indication that he had realized he made a mistake or you know couldn't live without me I had to start accepting that he was gone and harder than accepting that he was gone was accepting that I was wrong that my intuition was wrong that my, you know, my my visions of our future 
were wrong. That every moment I looked at him and felt full body confirmation in my cells that this was my husband, that that I was done, that like this was it, that we were, I mean, let's not even talk about the past life that we had in Atlantis or all the different lifetimes that I felt like we shared together, right? Um, for those of you that go into Akashic Records and stuff like that, I had so many spiritual affirming confirmations of this human being my person that when it all ended, I had a choice. I had a choice. I remember walking down to the beach here in Santa Monica because whenever I go down to the ocean, you know, I'm talking to God, talking to my guides. It's when it's my church is the ocean. <laughs> and so I go down to, to the ocean and I'm sitting there and I'm kind of crying and, and walking around in the waves and just letting them break on me and, and talking, kind of like mumbling a little bit and under my breath. Um, God, like what? Like what is going on? How could I have been so sure? And, and I think the interesting thing is in these moments, just hit pause on my story for a second. In these moments, oftentimes, we are as equally upset about our intuition being off, quote unquote wrong, let's say, because um, I don't think it was wrong, but, but again, quote unquote wrong, then we are about, you know, the project feeling, the person leaving us, the, 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 the job not being right, whatever it is, right? We're equally upset about that, sometimes even more so, right? Because if you think about it, this is one, this is one aspect of your life we could fix that aspect of your life. The reason why I thought this was such an important topic to talk about is that your intuition affects every aspect of your life. So if you lose your faith and your trust and your intuition around your career, you're going to lose it in every aspect of your life. And then again, you're living a non-magical life. You're living a disconnected life. You're completely um, cutting your cord with the magic that's available to you, the, the flow that's available to you and what your soul wants for you in this lifetime if we dismiss it. So we acknowledge that and we know that on a deep level. So that's why these moments of losing faith in our own intuition are so traumatizing, are so paralyzing, and are deeply painful, which is why I really hope that this podcast episode, for those of you in that right now, um, helps, right? Helps hold you through this and helps get you back to the other side. So going back to my story. So I'm in the ocean and I'm talking to God and I'm like, God, what the, what the F? Like, what the F? How? I saw my baby above this guy's head. We were, you know, king and queen in Atlantis doing magic and science, you know? We had all this stuff we were doing together. We spent so many lifetimes. I saw the work we were meant to do in this lifetime together. I saw, like, I felt that confirmation. Um, and... The interesting thing that I heard, that I knew in my heart, was you needed to feel that. You needed to feel that it was that deep, that it was that important for you to go to the depths that you went to with him. You needed to take it that seriously for you to learn all of the things that you learned with him. Because if you had been unsure, 
if you had been unsure that he was your guy, if you had been unsure that this was it, if you hadn't had all this confirmation, and by the way, it didn't mean that any of the, the past life or any of that stuff was wrong. You can have a bajillion past lives with someone. You could marry someone a thousand times in all different dimensions and not be meant to marry them in this one, right? Um, and, and sometimes that could be because of where their soul's at and where their evolution is at. And that's a whole thing for another episode. <laughs> but, um, but I really got the memo with that. And so what I did, uh, an exercise I highly recommend to anyone, is I did some journaling about what were the things that I learned by having that knowing by and and the truth was what happened because of me thinking that this was my husband that this was the father of my children what happened was he was the first man that I was 110% myself with that I told all of my magical experiences stories to I mean, I went into his Akashic records, like we, we just, we had, he saw me so fully and completely. And while we didn't work out, I learned that I could be seen fully and completely with all of my magical little nooks and crannies that I have um, and be completely loved by a man. And not only any man, but a man who had a lot of basis in science, a man who was a scientist um, fundamentally right? So that was a beautiful theme for me. And since that relationship, I have never shown up with anything less than 110% myself. And I have seen time and time again, how lovable I am in my fullness and in my complete truth. And if that was the only lesson that I learned from him, and it wasn't, but if that was the only lesson that I learned from him, that was worth everything. That was worth everything. I was also able to see from that relationship, you know, that that I was ready, right? That I was ready to take that step with someone, right? Because I had dated someone, you know, uh, before him that was ready for those steps. I was ready for um, getting more serious and I wasn't and it, it scared me. Right? So there was a maturing and a growing up that happened with him. There, you know, there was countless. I could again do a whole podcast episode on that relationship and everything I learned. But but the the purpose of the example for this one is that when you think your intuition was wrong, your intuition was guiding you through the guiding you to the growth. Right? It's not guiding you to the outcome, it's guiding you to the growth. And so the growth that I needed to be in my fullness for when I meet my person, right, happened because of the feelings I had for him. And once again, if I didn't think that he was going to end up being my person, if I didn't have that, that level of, of intuitive knowing, quote unquote, about him, I would not have shown up the way I did. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, ladies. I mean, men listen to this part too, but let's be honest, ladies. If there's not, I mean, I've been with men that I didn't think I would um, enter into a serious, serious relationship with and I showed up as half myself. I was not learning all the lessons because my heart wasn't fully there, right? And, you know, I will say 
based on uh, – I don't even want to say that. I don't want to say that. I will say that since that experience, I have um, also known a feeling so much different and so much deeper of what that knowing could be. And so sometimes we also think we know what it feels like, but we've never experienced it. And and then um, and then when we experience something else, we're like, oh, okay, actually, that wasn't what it feels like, you know. Um, and so so there's so many layers to it. But the main message I want you to get from that is that sometimes we need to have our intuition draw us with the carrot that we want in that moment that will allow us to show up fully for the lesson. Same thing like I said with the acting or whatever the job was, right? Your first job, right? It was like the carrot needed to be really clear for you to show up fully. If you didn't, let's just give an example of someone who was an accountant for the first five years before they decided to launch their own business doing something, right? If you didn't have that determination to be an accountant, then you would have half-assed being an accountant perhaps, right? If you weren't so sure that this was the path you were going to go, then maybe you, you wouldn't have done as good of a job. You wouldn't have learned all the things you need to learn. And maybe now you have amazing books for your own business because you learned how to keep books for accounting, right? Um, so I think the the moral of that story, right, is knowing that when you're connecting to your soul, when you're connecting to your intuition, when you're following the signs, that it is in your highest good, that it is always in your highest good. And sometimes you learn. Sometimes it's not the pretty outcome, right? And, but you're meant to, you're meant to experience it. And, and for some situations, like with mine, with that relationship, it was very healing and it was very helpful for me to take a look at how much I learned and how much I could have only learned through that intuitive knowing of thinking that he was the guy, right? And same thing with the acting, right? How much I could have only learned with my deep conviction intuitively that this was what I was meant to do with the rest of my life, right? And and so if that's where you're at right now, doing some journaling around that, really looking at the lessons and not just the lessons that you learned from that experience, but also the lessons that you learned because of your conviction, right? That you showed up in a different way because your intuition was like, this is it, this is it, this is it, right? And then sometimes, I'm going to say, sometimes if you can't see it, then it's too soon. If you can't see why, like what lessons or where they were leading you to, then it might be too early in the process. You know, um, like I said, with one of my clients that was going through that, you know, when it, when, when it was, when it's first happening, she can't exactly see what she was meant to learn yet. But maybe in another year or two years, she's going to be able to look back and be like, oh my God, I totally see why that didn't happen at that point. But I needed to go through the process so that it could happen at this point. And I'm so glad it happened at this point and not at that point. In hindsight, right, the Steve Jobs quote, you can only connect the dots looking back. So sometimes you just need to give yourself some grace right now. But you don't know exactly why. But you're being asked to do some faith push-ups right now. 
right? You're being asked to deeply strengthen your faith right now in trusting that your intuition is always guiding you in the right direction. And sometimes it doesn't look like the the manifestation of the outcome that we want right now, but but that doesn't mean it was wrong. You know the difference. And if you're listening to this and you're like, well, how do I know if I was just misreading the signs or if I was just, you know, don't give me that BS. You know. If, if You also know if you had an inclination the whole time, then it wasn't on track, right? You know. You don't got a lot of me. Um, but if you felt like you were on track, you can say that with your, your whole heart, honestly, then you did learn something. And there was something, there was a piece of the pie. There was someone you needed to meet. There was a lesson you need to learn. There was something about that experience that at this moment, you may not know. I mean, it could literally be something as crazy as you met someone who's going to have a connection for something else in your future. In that process could be completely, maybe you went on an interview process. You went to every single interview for this job, got to the last one, didn't get the job. And you're like, well, what the freak did I learn in that? I didn't, you know, say anything revolutionary in any of these interviews because of whatever. And then maybe five years down the line, you're given a presentation and one of those people who interviewed you is in the crowd and stops you afterwards and says, hey, I'm heading up this new team at X, Y, and Z. Can we talk? I loved your interview and I've been, I've had you in the back of my mind. I can't even tell you the amount of experiences I've had with that. I mean, another, I'll give you another example of that, that kind of scenario. I remember when I was in New York, I went to um, this random cocktail party. It seemed super kind of, super lame, um, where I was like, why did my intuition, but I did that thing that I talked to you guys about in the intuitive um, episode where I checked in with my body and I looked at it and said, go, like it was a hands down intuition was like, go to this party. I get to this party and there's like six people there and it's a little awkward, but I'm like trying to make conversation with everyone um, and just saying hi and chatting, you know, we're all just like saying this is what I do, whatever. I leave the the cocktail party that night and I, you know, I didn't think anything of it, honestly. There was nothing, I didn't feel like I made any revolutionary contacts or there wasn't any like, oh, like, you know, this was, we're going to do this now, or this project's going to happen. I remember going home and I remember thinking distinctly to myself, interesting that my intuition felt like I had to go to that party. I don't get it, but it's fine. It's over now and I'm going to go to bed. (laughs) Um, And then I kid you not, I kid you not, probably almost a year later, six months to a year later, I forget the timeline. I get a phone call, like randomly out of the blue, I get a phone call from this big company, um, big uh, media company saying, hey, we'd love to hire you to do this series of videos. Um, So-and-so met you a little bit back and and recommended you, pitched you for this, said you're lovely and that you'd be the perfect expert to do this. And I'm like, oh, what was her name? Uh, And they gave, I mean, like, yeah, of course, they, they said her name. And, and I was like, oh, wow, I must have met her a while ago. And they're like, oh, yeah, apparently you guys went to some cocktail, some, like, lame cocktail party where no one was at. But she really loved meeting you um, and has had you, like, kind of in mind to see if we could do a collab with. So meanwhile, I had no idea why I was supposed to go to that cocktail party. Did not see anything directly coming out of it. Little did I know this woman that I met that I was just shooting the, you know, shooting the conversation with about what I was doing, what I was into, 
had been thinking of me for this massive project. And I made literally, I mean, they hired me on the spot. There was like no other things. We had a few phone calls. They paid me thousands of dollars to do this awesome video campaign all around things that I love, all different recipes that I loved. And this woman single-handedly got me that job from a maybe five to 10 minute conversation I had with her at a cocktail party that I didn't want to go to. But I went to because my intuition told me to. And that's one of those things that continually reminds me to trust my intuition and not my brain and not my mind, right? Because my mind would be like, oh, there's only going to be a few people at this party. It's kind of lame, like whatever. I don't need to go. But when my intuition says go, I go. Because, I mean, that's just one example that I love sharing. But there have been so many things in my life like that where I met someone one time at a thing I didn't want to go to but went because I did my intuitive check-in and it told me to go and turned out being a massive thing in my life down the line, right? And so sometimes we don't know. We think, okay, well, I was trying to move this project forward, so I don't know why that it, you know, it, that project didn't happen, but we meet someone and maybe they're useful in a, or come into our lives in a completely different manner. So again, it brings us back to faith. The question is, do you truly trust in your soul, in your higher power, in God, in the universe, in angels, and whatever you believe in, whatever you believe in that's out there, the universe, love, source, whatever you want to call it, Do you really trust? Do you really trust that everything is always working out for you? Do you really trust that things happen for you, not to you? And again, this could be a whole other episode. But in these crises of faith, that's when we need to double down. This is the proof in the pudding. It's so easy to trust and have faith when everything is going amazing. It's so easy to trust and have faith when you're getting everything that you want, right? But a lot of times when you get everything you're not everything you want, you're not necessarily growing. You're not necessarily learning. And sometimes you think that you know what you want and, and the universe or God or whatever is actually saving you from something that could be horrible. Now, at this juncture in my life, I look back, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate, to a lot of the previous relationships that I really wanted to go to the distance and I am so grateful. I thank my lucky stars that I didn't end up marrying that guy. Oh my God. But I couldn't have known what I know now back then. And it was actually a beautiful case of divine intervention preventing that from continuing. And so one, I want you to Think about the possibility of whatever happened right now that that caused you to have this lapse in faith and trust for your intuition as divine intervention, as the possibility that you cannot see the eagle eye view of this situation. You cannot see the future of this situation. You cannot see what might have happened should it have continued or had you gotten the thing that you think you wanted, right? But that there is actually a force out there that loves you immensely, infinitely, and is infinitely intelligent and knows what's in your highest good, knows what's in your highest evolution and divinely intervened in this particular plan of yours so that you could have something better, so that you could have something more aligned. And on that note, also divine timing. Sometimes we want the thing so bad 
that we like it, we want it on our timeline. Well, we want to get married yesterday. We want to have the baby two months ago. I mean, we want to be a millionaire by the time we wake up tomorrow morning. We want to, you know, I mean, even like, like let's say the, the case of that, like we want to, we want to have a million dollar business. Well, you know what? If you woke up tomorrow, if you're making, let's say if you're making $30,000 right now and you woke up tomorrow and you had a million dollar business, you know, what? I'm sorry, but you'd probably run it into the ground, <laughs> right? Um, there's a reason why sometimes we need to learn some things before we're given certain things, before we rise to certain occasions. And I'm not saying that that's everyone. Some people might be able to handle it perfectly fine. But I think a lot of the times in my life where I felt like things happened on a divine timeline instead of my timeline, it was because I was still gathering tools. I was still, you know, the tools that I'm able, that I have now, even in relationship, enable me to have a whole different level of relationship than I was able to have a few years ago. The tools that I have right now in my business allow me to operate at a whole different level of business than I was able to operate a few years ago. And sometimes, once again, we think we know what we want, but it's, we don't know what's in our highest good. And sometimes we don't know the timing that's in our highest good, right? Maybe you think now is the time that you wanted that big offer, um, but you don't realize that, you know, in another month you're going to, you know, get pregnant and, and you're going to be grateful that you actually had a lull in your business to handle the morning sickness for your first three months, right? Maybe right now you think you want to um, move to a different, you know, a different place and, and the lease doesn't go through, but then you end up getting this amazing new business project and you're so grateful the lease didn't go through because, whoo, God, I just... I don't know this mic. I hope that that was means that somebody needed to hear that. That is not my current situation, but that might have been a signal that someone listening to this just had a lease or something not go through on a place. And if that is you, then you're right on time listening to this. And it is because you're going to have a business, a beautiful thing drop on your lap really soon that you're going to want all hands on deck for. And you're actually going to be really grateful you're not moving in the middle of it, right? So I think. Uh, bring, bring, bringing this episode to a close, um, bringing you back to peace. Um, your prayer around this time is peace and trust and faith. So every day, ask wh- whatever higher power you want to ask, whoever you want to connect to, whether it's your soul, God, the universe, you know, the whoever, whoever it is. Um, your prayer to them is, please help me find peace in this situation. Please help renew my faith and trust in my guidance. And please help me see how I might not know what's in my best interest. You know, and of course in miracles, the definition of a miracle is a change in perception. So if you want a miracle around reclaiming your connection to your intuition, you just need to ask for that change in perception. Help me see this differently. Help me find peace in this situation, help me see this with the trust that things are happening for my highest good, and help me have faith, right? This is a time where you can really build your spiritual muscles, where you can really build that faith and that trust in the fact that there is a greater plan. And the mantras that I love to write on post-it notes or have in my meditation 
and, and sit with, even if when you first begin sitting with this, it doesn't ring true to you, is that everything is happening for you and not to you. Everything is unfolding exactly as it should. I can trust in the greater plan. Everything is unfolding exactly as it should, and I can trust in the greater plan. I hope you take that. I hope it brings you peace. And I hope this episode made you feel a little less alone in your your crisis of intuition and faith. Um, I hope it reminded you that it's a, an initiation that we all go through. And so welcome to the party. Get excited. You're, you're building your intuitive muscles. You're building your faith and your trust muscles. It is a good thing. It is a necessary thing to question these things. Um, and I hope you, you ask those contemplative questions. You show up to that prayer and ask for that miracle to see it differently, to be able to see it through those eyes and allow yourself to just keep on showing up as long as it takes. Depending on what you're moving through right now, depending on how devastating it is, give yourself the grace to be upset about it. Hey, you're allowed to be upset about it. You're allowed to be upset about it. But it doesn't mean you could be sad. You could be devastated about the situation. You can feel all your feelings. Regaining your faith and your trust and your intuition is not invalidating any of those feelings. Saying, yeah, yeah, I was devastated after that relationship ended. But I could equally be upset and mourn the end of something that really mattered to me and trust in a greater plan and still believe in my intuition. You can hold both. Um, And I wish that for you. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any more comments or thoughts or feedback on it, please leave a comment below. Um, I'd love to hear from you. If you loved it, please give me the thumbs up. Please subscribe on YouTube or on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. Um, And please leave um, a review if you loved it. For every 25 five-star reviews I get on the podcast, I'm going to select one lucky winner to get a one-on-one breakthrough session with me, which is a pretty epic prize. So you have really good odds, one in 25. Leave a review if you loved it. And I hope, um, I hope I'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys.